1: Saturday morning and here come the girls Ray and Faye with Let's Talk Gardening
0: And good morning gardening friends, how are you? I do hope you are enjoying this delightful uh, rain that we so desperately need When you call in today Bev Daring will be taking your calls on nine four eight four one nine two seven. 1927, our quizmaster researcher in chief garden show chef john glidden is also here to keep us all in order the dynamic duo chris bartlett and mark carlton started the weekend in great form and we intend on continuing that trend this morning our cycling no but uh, did we have jim <laughs> I didn't see him. Jim was here.
2: He just left the building.
0: (laughs) Jim has left the building, but he will return, folks, at 10am, our cycling DJ, Jim Crinan. We are in such a – when we come into the studio – you, the the news is playing. We're swapping chairs. We're swapping. We're putting our stuff down there. We're trying to shove them out the door. It's a bit of a circus, isn't it? Because we share the same
2: studio. Well, we and we talk lawn and weeds. We were
0: talking lawn <laughs> and weeds and all of this going on uh, whilst the news was running, and uh, we just sort of plonk ourselves down. And I can't recall seeing Jim. <laughs> But I did figure he was here. He was on the roster. So he will join you again with the classic 70s at 10. Thank you, Fayakaro. Good morning. Nice to have you back. You uh, had a nice uh, Saturday off last week.
2: oh Well, we did a bit of retail therapy, Ray. Yeah, we went as, plant shopping as well.
0: Yeah, did you now? Plant hopping. I wouldn't have. I wouldn't all have all the way that.
2: back from Donnybrook.
0: Yes. Where did you go?
2: Where, uh, to Donnybrook or well where, where did you do not go? Retail shopping? therapy. Well, yeah. We stopped off at Owee's Garden in Bunbury. And
0: how's that looking? I oh. I'd love to go back down oh, there. Oh, it's
2: amazing. Yeah. They've got mature specimens. Yeah. They've got something for everyone. It's an established garden, but they've got plants for sale. There's cactus and succulents. There's ripsalis dripping from the ceiling. There's aroids and advanced leafy plants. So, did There's, you go mad? Little bit. Mm. I I was controlled though. Were you controlled? Yes. Mad. Well, I then, don't know how
0: controlled I'd be. Then, or were we, you saving up?
2: For, no, <laughs> for
0: not the saving next, up. For race, the next
2: place, just collecting. Well, then we went to Cheryl's in uh, Mandurah on the way back. She yeah. has beautiful plants. So, yes, yeah, so I bought a few more things there.
0: Cheryl, the old plant lady. She
2: calls <laughs> herself. Yes, yep, that's her. Yep, fantastic. Yeah. Like, you know, it's just. We sat there and we had a chat, and yeah. we just went. I just went through shelf by shelf, till I got to the um, collectibles, and then yeah. oh, it's like, then it's game oh, on. I haven't got this one. I haven't got that one. Mm. You know what it's like when you see a plant you haven't got and you need. Yeah, it
0: must have it. Yes, I
2: do know. Well, then I had to reshuffle everything. So this week, everything's out of the bathroom.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, that's back to being a bathroom. Is it? And we've got plants in the hot house. I've tidied up the veranda given a few plants away, thought about mm. what I'm prepared to part with. Oh, yeah. Ray, that's hard, but I am I have to do it because, you, do. you know, winter's coming and that is something I'd like to talk about to all the gardeners out there that are looking to buy plants this week for mum yeah. and what to buy and perhaps what not to buy, just emptor. to be yeah. careful of.
0: Yeah. Yes, we will talk about that. Now, in the studio this morning, from about twenty to nine, David Parnham will be joining us. He's the berry specialist, and primarily, we're talking about berries, blueberries. I would. Oh, he's s- across all, all berries, berries. Mm. okay. And I must say, I'm quite partial to a berry. And we've got a lot of prizes to give away this morning, as we did last week. We've got. What we had last week and more. So stay tuned. To and us. we've got
2: emails to catch up on and we lots sure to do. talk about and, today,
0: Ray. Yeah, we do. And today's program is sponsored by Garden in a Bag. Free delivery when buying six bags or more. Let's just head straight to Bunbury. We're chatting with John. Good morning. How are you, John?
3: Good day. How you going? Yeah.
0: Very good.
2: How can we help you, John?
3: Well, I've gardened for most of my life, but the point is that. I've got a, a nice hibiscus out the front that's a double uh, it looks a little bit sick uh, I think it could do with a prune, but I'm sort of a little bit worried about you know if I prune it now um, especially if I pruned it hard well if i you get, get a frost it might kill it eh?
2: well that's that's exactly right the the main time for pruning hibiscus will be after spring has kicked off yes. we August we give
3: the, yep. the
2: plants a are, are prune then and a feed because that's their yep. growing time and by doing that you'll get larger flowers but what you yep. can yep. do at this time and it's funny because nolene has sent us a photo of her hibiscus so i'll cover the two at the same time if i may john so yep. hers is dying back in the middle and the other other stems are browning, but they're surrounded oh by many God. healthy hibiscus and now starting to have problems. So one of the things that can happen is you can get some rot in the stems and this can be um, caused by excessive moisture, overwatering yep. or poor
3: drainage. Oh, certainly, this is certainly not overwatering. Okay.
2: Well, also make oh, sure... We had, a, we
3: had a big downpour the other day,
2: but of course that was only once. Uh, okay. So make sure that there's no mulch up against the stem of the plant and that it has got good drainage. But you can prune out any dead, dying or diseased branches and yep. just give the plant a, a little tidy up, but not a yep. hard prune now.
3: Just tip. Yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. Uh, just a, another little thing I'd like to tell you that was um, in my past as a gar- gardener. Uh, I worked for an Italian lady uh, uh, who had a big um, planter box around around her lounge room window, and in the middle of this planter box, she had an angel's trumpet. Ah,
0: uh, yeah.
3: And and she said, "John, will you prune it for you?" <laughs> well, I said, "No." <laughs> I said, "I'll dig it out for you, but I won't prune it." Mm-hmm. And yeah. um, you know, I said if I prune that, I'll end up in hospital because of the white sap out of it. You know, but mm-hmm. um, but anyway, you no. Know, she but right outside the lounge room window. I, right. I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have that, would you?
2: Well, they're very pretty. That's the problem. They're very well, pretty to there's look there's at. Well, there's two it. types. There's mm. one that has the trumpet up. Mm. And there's another that has the trumpet going down. I
0: like that one. And
2: they have certainly been linked to um, some nasty Healthy side issues. effects. Yeah.
4: And yeah, so that's
2: yeah. what gardeners need to be aware of. But you're right about the the white sap mm. and the yeah. fragrance, which may be lovely, can cause or oh, headaches and, and, some and get into your, to yeah. your
3: system. So. <laughs> It was only just over a foot away from the lounge room window. Every mm. time you'd open the lounge room window, you'd get in the woof. Well, you know. I I
2: understand your concern, John, and and that's rightly so.
3: Well, I have dug them out, but the point is that when you dig them out, the, the roots don't seem to bleed like the, like if you cut those branches. Mm. If you cut the branches, already that spits in your eye. Oh boy, you're no, in
2: no, top. yeah, no. A good warning. Thank <laughs> you for that, John. Thanks, Bob. Have, Have a great, great day. day. <laughs> See bye you.
0: Bye. We are like twins, aren't we? <laughs> Some of the things that come out now. What else? We are talking uh, very soon, 20 past 8, to Janice Fawkes-Taylor. She has an open garden uh, in Mahogany Creek, yeah, called Bindari. Bindaree. Bindari. I think, has that one been open before? It has yeah. been. And
2: our garden club actually went there in November. And from the reports that I got back, Ray, this is a garden not to be missed. I believe it was one of the best with around 130 roses. Mm. And, of course, they're opening now to to showcase autumn. And what a beautiful autumn day it is. It's, yeah, it's calm. It's not mm, cold. Not there's at all. There's a little bit of rain around. Perfect, which I love. Leaves are falling. So a great day to How get out this? and have a wander.
0: Yeah, I'm reading a crab apple tunnel. Well, mm. that would just be to die for. And there's chooks and veggies and there's a plant sale and you can get refreshments there. And uh, wheelchair access prime access sounds very nice so we will be talking to Janice very soon about what you could expect to see should you like to visit Bindaree Okay, open garden this weekend, today and tomorrow. Let me see. Shall I give something away because we're going to have such a busy yes, program? Do. do. Uh, let me see. I am going to go straight to Bigger Trees. I know you guys are out there <laughs> waiting for prizes and it's getting very competitive between us and another radio station that does a gardening show in the morning, isn't it? But. If people are clever, they can go from there to us. Oh, my goodness, right. Yeah. <laughs> this is true. This is true. Uh, all right, let's go to Bigger Trees. We have a $75 gift voucher for you to go shopping with, compliments of uh, the lovely Kerry, who supports Let's Talk Gardening so strongly. And her beautiful nursery seems to be going, I think, from strength to strength. Put it this way, I can never get hold of the lady now. She's too busy. So <laughs> I'd like to think that we had part... part in in all of that but as you know bigger trees specialize in franges ornamental and fruit trees they have a constant stream of fabu- fabulous new stock arriving each week and in the last week or so small fruit trees have arrived with many different dwarf varieties and also a large range of regular sized fruit trees have have arrived along with many exciting ornamental trees uh, jump onto the bigger tree facebook page if you are internet savvy and uh, if not treat yourself to a visit to the beautiful autumn color up at bigger trees right now they're located up in pickering brook you can check out their online options too by simply going to biggertrees.com.au they do deliver and uh, yeah as i said go and have a good and and there's she's pretty well got it all covered up there Uh, now it's a massive nursery and it's immaculate as well it's just so lovely to walk around in and uh yeah can't can't talk of it highly enough she's a a special lady is our kerry john's question you must be a curtain fm member and not to have won a prize in the last 28 days goes without saying everybody knows the rules in the bg song first of may what tree grew for you and me i'll give you the question again in the bg song first of may what tree grew for you and me give bev a call nine four eight four one nine two seven and that gorgeous 75 five dollar gift voucher could be on its
2: way to you all right fair caro you got an email you'd like to let's 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 get to work Yes. yes absolutely so trish from dianella uh sent in now these emails are from a couple of weeks ago when we were last here or came in during the week Um, The kangaroo paws have a black colour on the leaves and she was going to cut them all back and feed with the native fertiliser. Would this be the right way to go? Absolutely, Trish. Um, That's ink spot disease and it's fungal. But by removing the leaves and encouraging new growth, quite often the plant will overcome that and certainly a native food or blood and bone would be ideal. Can you treat the ink spot? You can, but Mm -hmm. you... You don't need to. I like to keep things simple, Ray. Well, once you've cut them off, mm. they very often overcome it and come, and back. come back. So yep. they put on new growth. And like with aphids on, on your garlic chives or chives, once you've removed the infestation, you encourage new growth that is often more resistant to it. Mm-hmm. So that's the way I would go. And... Uh, an email that came in from Mary of Duncraig. She has a problem spot. It's it's a nice little raised brick bed and she's had plants in there. She had the baby peat agapanthus and she said it was a huge mass of roots with Mm -hmm. merely bugs which occupied the the bed for several years. She wants to replace with a non-clumping variety of plants requiring Less maintenance, which is funny because I would have thought those little agapanthus were quite low maintenance. Yeah, little
0: baby. Well, they're dwarf, mm. aren't they?
2: They are, mm. and and so you know, green all around. But she's having trouble because there's minimal morning sun, full shade in winter, and summer sun is. Full on. Well, that's the problem, isn't it? Yeah, yeah it and can it, be. it's so, a common problem. Yeah. She has got a couple of pots either side with um, a red cordline and Dichondra silver falls. Dichondra silver falls or anything that flows over the bed would be perfect. Lovely. If you just want something simple, mass plant with all the same thing, although she would like something that's flowering. flowering. Um, yeah. I, I would suggest the other alternative is to have a couple of pots that provide shade. So something like French panties that could be placed there and buffer that summer give sun. Give
0: the canopy in summer. But you summer, know what,
2: what mm. would give really good impact, and that's annual plants. So yeah. in summer, vincas or portulaca. Yeah. Uh, in winter, well... And just change it up season yeah. to season. And that mm. way you get your mass flower. I don't think yeah. there's really much else that will give you that impact like annuals will. Mm. Uh, other than that, some of the succulents you can get gorgeous varieties, and they will tolerate a, a lot. lot of conditions. Yeah. especially, uh, mm. lots of varieties in that, although not flowering. But you know, you could then mix them up with some annuals in you between. You could,
0: you could, yeah.
2: So go shopping. Have a look. Yeah, See, there'll be a lot in nurseries this week with Mother's Day coming up. Yes, as well.
0: And we do have a winner for the tree voucher, Leslie of Wollaston. Congratulations, Leslie. Let us know what you do with your winnings. The question was in the BG song, 1st of May, what tree grew for you? And the answer is the apple tree that grew for you and me. I watched the apples falling one by one. Thank you, John, for your fabulous quiz question. And we've got some much more trickier ones coming up as the program progresses back shortly. It's already 23 minutes after eight. We hope you're well. Hope you're enjoying this. uh, It's drizzle, really, outside, isn't it? It is. It's lovely. And it's a big day, isn't it? The Coronation Day for those that are interested. People will be sitting. Perhaps this afternoon might be a nice time if you can't be in your garden to sit and watch the telly. Well, four o'clock, I believe. So, like a bit of pomp and ceremony, myself. I do. We don't have enough of it. We certainly have very little in this country. (laughs) (laughs) I've got to get my fix somewhere, but sadly, I won't be around. Get out the teacups, right? (laughs) No, I really do like it. I don't know what's wrong with me. All right, Uh, we have. Janice online. Now we're talking about the open garden up in Mahogany Creek. Uh, it's located at two six one zero Thomas Road. It's open today and tomorrow. It's called Binjaree. Good morning, Janice. You're with Ray and Faye. Good
5: morning. Hi. Hiya. I'm great. I'm looking at the weather garden.
0: Well,
5: it's wonderful for the garden. Yes. <laughs> um, so anyway. You Know it's that time of year, isn't it? So it really is, expect yeah. Expect
2: the rain, so well, it is um, autumn after all. And you know, what better day to wander around a drippy garden? It's not windy, no, it's not cold, it's not cold, it's really quite no. perfect. I encourage people to get Absolutely. out their brollies and yep. put on their boots 100% and get up there because I've heard, Janice, that you have one of the best gardens. Uh, well, we love it, and so
5: <laughs> and we've Lots of other people have enjoyed it as well, but you know the artist is always critical of their own art yes <laughs> um, i know it 's it's an unfinished process, but you know
2: it just keeps it keeps us busy and we love it so oh, that 's the main thing oh. and it 's lovely to share it with other people for sure what what 's your favorite parts of the garden currently uh, well well John has about one
5: hundred and thirty roses um, a lot of them are still out in bloom. It, you know, it's a bit earlier finishing up here. And a couple of weeks' time, there'll be a bit more of a flush, probably. But um, I do – I'm a, I'm more of a cottage gardener, so I have lots of plants. And I'm a bit of one of those things. John goes, you don't need more plants? think, oh. you don't need more plants? Yes, but I haven't got this one. That's right. <laughs> so I I like to grow lots of different things. At the moment, the camellias are coming out. The cyclamens are under the trees. And – Um, and lots of other autumn flowering plants. Um, Got a lovely couple of dahlias that I really love. Um, Mm. Yeah, so all sorts of things, pots and bits and pieces. And I've done a couple of little quirky things in the garden this autumn, so... Um, people can look out for those. I've got my little fairies. Look out for them, <laughs> um, um, oh. and um, and the may bush, which I believe is not a may bush, but out in blossom. And yeah, so um I don't know. I just love the different seasons. The azaleas coming out again. Um, so just whatever's in flower, really, whatever's happening at the moment.
0: You know, it's, it sounds magical. Tell us about your crab apple tunnel.
5: Oh, our crab apple tunnel is going into Kallena in autumn. It's just it's stunning because the blossoms are so people have to come back in all um, in springtime I mean. Yeah. Um and and of course the the wonderful we've got a you know twenty, thirty odd um deciduous trees on our property, so they're in various colours at the moment. Um the, the two maples at the front have just lost probably I haven't been, I'm not going to walk down there this morning probably yeah. lost the last of their leaves but they've been spectacular but we have others coming on so lots of other things doing their thing but the apple walk is amazing um, and um, yeah so lots of colour in that as well.
0: How, how, how yeah. long has your garden been established did you say?
5: Um, well we've been here about 15 years yeah. the garden's about 25 so a lot of the mm. trees were here but it was very sadly neglected when we came the original it wasn't the original owners they had sold on to somebody else um and and we've just planted a lot we've just started with the house block and there were a couple of few trees that down the front um, and then i said to john i think we should take this fence out let's move down here so you yeah. <laughs> we'll move out to there well, you know, oh i've got some roses i've got to put in um so yeah it wasn't um we've done quite a lot of work in the garden since we've been here over the last 15 years putting um structures in and putting planting lots of new trees and and we basically stuck to deciduous because yeah. we're in the hills yeah. and because we love this display as well and yeah. the, and this. Spring growth when it comes, you know, just yeah, magical.
0: And what else can our listeners expect to see? You you supplying? There's refreshments that are available.
5: Refreshments uh, are available. Plant we sales. Have, we have a few plants for sale, and um, we have an extensive veggie garden too. And we very much keep to organics. John mm-hmm. um, doesn't spray. We just we um, use all the, the organic products and. We have chickens in our orchard with each help to keep our our, um, our fruit fly at bay. So that's been really great. And, um, yeah, so lots of lots of veggies in the garden. John's done a great job of harvesting water. And um, we have a couple of dams on the property. So we have plenty of water for the summer, which is wonderful, um, which he harvests off the roof of the house when it goes into there. So, um, yeah, so we have, yeah, plant sales. John's got lots of um, bearded iris that he's got for sale, so he's he's tidied them all up. They're not in flower except for the yellow one, Um, but people can come and have a look and see what they would like.
0: And am I reading correctly where it says you've got a florist display? Oh, yes. Demonstration. Demonstration.
5: Yes, my florist friend Heather, who's just amazing, everybody will love her, She's coming and she's going to show how people how people can just walk around the garden and pick a, a bouquet of flowers um, as they go. So she's going to be doing that 10.30 today and 2 o'clock tomorrow. Oh, wow. And, and she'll, you know, she's a wealth of knowledge when she's been a florist for I'll not say how long. she'll. I'll, I'll display her, yeah, probably 30, 30 years anyway. So she's just amazing. She taught me how to pick a bunch of flowers going oh. around the garden. It's such a great thing to be able to do. To learn so. to
2: do, yes. How well, yeah. you have your eye in for it. That was something I was out looking at yesterday. What What could you put into a, an arrangement that just um, epitomises autumn? Yeah. Yes. Um, what could I put
5: into an arrangement? Mm. Well, um, well, I've got – well, there's lots of autumn flowers out. We have lots of salvias as well, so they're all um, doing their thing. Um, and and the garden's two and a half acres, so we've basically filled <laughs> it up. it's really – Spoiled for <laughs> choice. The flowers, and there's lots of autumn leaves, and Heather will use whatever's there. Like, she does – like I would call
2: that, oh, do that's a strange thing to put in the, in the arrangement, but it just works. Yeah. Well, I would love to follow up on this. I'd love to get a couple of photos of, of what she puts together.
5: Mm. Oh, you're most welcome. I'm more than happy to share. I'm sure we'll be taking photos. That and,
2: sounds great.
5: Um, it's going to do a little display, my flowers, for the table for the where the refreshments are. So, yeah, so... That's oh, a, that's tough and one. so your Make address, well.
0: sorry Janice Love, is your address 2610 Thomas Road?
5: Mahogany Creek.
0: Yes, okay, that's, yes. A, that's an easy one. Yeah. And open today yes. and tomorrow from 10?
5: Open today and tomorrow and people can park down the road. Um, Bush Reserve on the other side, so there's quite a lot of parking down the road. Good access,
6: yeah.
5: Yes. Yep, and it's flat like most of the areas flat. People can get around quite easily. There's lots of paths, gravel paths for people to walk around and view the garden. So,
0: and I just um, envy you living in Mahogany Creek. I just think it's, uh, the most it's
5: glorious. just beautiful up here. Yeah, just, so um, yeah. So John's been doing a lot of um, the native area down at in the front of the block. So he's been expanding all of that as well. So. So there's lots for people to see and all sorts of different range of things, whatever you want, really. Oh, my goodness.
0: Um, and it's a lot of work pre- prepping a garden, and I know it's a labour of love. Uh, h- how long has it taken you to prepare this garden to open it today?
5: Or is uh, well, it just ongoing? Well, it's just ongoing, really. I did some quite a few changes in the summertime, not really thinking I was going to do an autumn open garden. I was thinking yeah. I was going to do it later in the year. Yeah. Um, so, yes, I think John and I just spent quite a bit of time. People say, how much time do you spend in the garden? Well, mm. I don't know. How long is a piece of string? Yeah. We just, you know, we just, just we wander do. around and pull the weeds as we go. And mm. and because we both both love it, it, it really just happens. Um, plus we have busy lives outside of, of our garden. Mm. But I put, we probably spend an, at least an hour a day in the garden. Sometimes we spend all day in the garden, yeah, and you know, on yeah. what we're doing, yeah. and um, and several days, you know, in the garden. So, mm-hmm. yeah, um, but yeah, we don't
2: probably count the hours. You know, <laughs> <No>. gardeners <laughs> don't count the hours. No, correct. The hours. Yeah, <laughs> it's not mean. work when you love it. No, absolutely.
5: And there's you know, plenty of room around the house. We've got. Um, brand is around the house so we've set it up so people can have a nice cup of tea uh, in the shade in the well out of the rain if it's raining um, mm. and we've got a few spare umbrellas so you know
0: oh no it sounds just like heaven i encourage everyone to get along and we wish you a lot of luck with the weekend Uh we know it will go well
2: Okay, well, thank you so much for having me on. That's uh, most appreciated. You're welcome. And Enjoy, Janice.
5: And if people can drive up the hills. There's lots of other colour happening in the hills too. Yes, so.
0: exactly, Ooh. exactly. It's worth the drive, so we encourage everyone to try and get along if they can. Good on you. Go well.
2: Yes, thank you Thanks. so much. I so appreciate you for yeah, having us on the show. Thank you're welcome, you. Janice. Have a great weekend. We will. <laughs> Cheers for much. now. Bye. What a delightful lady. Mm. Absolutely. This, I really think that, that is a garden I that, I want to see.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Will you get up?
2: Oh, I'll try, Ray. Try. Mm.
0: I'll try. Mm. Ditto. Uh, Bob of Calamunda phoned in and he has roses that are around 20 years old and they need to be removed and replanted in about a year's time. Is it okay to
2: put them in pots for a year? Well, there's probably no other choice. So, yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And they... They should do okay. Yeah, should get get by. In some cases, they might actually do better in pots. If the pots are big enough, they're into good soil and they're given a bit of love, they can do very well in pots. Yeah,
0: yeah, okay. So, yeah, if you've got to do it, you've got to do it. And good luck. Good luck with that, Bob. Okay. 94841927. We have something else to give away this morning. What? Actually, i tell you what we do and we have and we'll give away three doubles right now. You must be a Curtin FM member and not to have won a prize in the last 28 days. We've got some tickets to the Perth Garden Festival which starts next Thursday on the 11th and goes straight through to the Sunday of the 14th. We have uh, five double passes to give away today. We'll give away three double passes this hour and to the following hour. If you would like to win it, just give Bev a call right now on 94841927. Is three, yes, that's correct. Sorry, to poor old Bev, I throw her in the DFM. Uh And uh, yeah, you'll be going along to the Perth Garden Festival, as will we all. I look
2: forward to it. Well, they'll be busy down there right now, Ray, setting up Absolutely. the display gardens and the marquees will be going up in the next few days and yep. the storeholders will be there. and. We encourage everyone to get along because this is Perth's uh, premier premier garden event, event. 50 years yeah. this year. Yeah. And if we don't support it, it's not going it to be around disappear. forever. We had a so, good
0: chat with Darren Thorpe and Mark Tuchek about it last year. Now they're both showcasing. Last week. Last week, sorry. See how my brain works showcasing uh what they're up to uh at the festival. One way just a moment. Yes, three. Sorry. I'm I'm trying to handle uh <laughs> three. Yeah, poor Bev. Um it 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 will be a, a a top event again and uh there should be some good display gardens to have a look at. As well. So, yeah, you're chatting
2: on the Thursday, I believe. Yes, yes, I'm doing two talks there uh, garden critters and building a bug hotel. Yeah. So, with So all, what time all, are you our, speaking of? Uh, 12 and 2. And all our favourite people are there. There's the Forever Project, there's Coast Road Palms. Yeah. Um, uh, David, who's coming in, he's going to be there. He's All our doing Let's the Talk, talk Garden, I believe. buddies will be there. Yeah, the, there's such a huge line-up. In yeah. fact, I wonder when the program comes it's, out. Often, it's
0: actually, well, I, know, I think if you go onto the internet, um, I think you can see the exhibitors.
2: But there's also a lift-out that sometimes comes in, in the, the weekend paper. paper and maybe maybe someone can tell me if it's in today's paper. Oh, well, could be. Yeah, could be. That's true. There's mm. normally a, a lift-out. Oh, there's probably a paper here, Ray. Yeah, exactly. we someone to sneak out and have a look.
0: (laughs) Yeah, so no, uh, that'll definitely be worth getting along. Now, there is forecast for rain, but hey, between now and next Thursday when it opens, who knows what the weather's going to be doing. And just take yourself a brolly along and get out there and do your thing. I love to go to stall, to stall, to stall. I like to see everything.
2: And of course, next weekend is Mother's Day as well. So... So, the nurseries are what getting a coincidence. Full, yeah. full of yeah. stock. Uh, the Calamunda Plants Company are putting on the Growing with Costa event as They're well talks, on the same weekend, as well as the dinner with Costa. What a massive And special weekend. guests. So, yeah. oh, plus, there's and we're going to the dinner. You and I of things, aren't we? we? are. we're
0: going to the Costa dinner. That would be really Looking nice. Looking forward to that. Yeah, that's up in Pickering Brook direction. Mm. Uh, that would be really nice to attend that. So, but
2: wait, there's more. There's a rose show on next weekend. A what? A rose show. Oh, there's chrysanthemum society having a display at Hawaiian Forest Field tomorrow. The fern society having their meeting, and they are looking at Australian native ferns, and that's at two o'clock at the. Manning Senior Citizen Centre, corner of Lay and Downey Street. Australian native ferns. Yes. That's interesting. Of which there are many. So okay. they're starting with A to B and moving along during the, the next few meetings to be able to cover them. Because there are so many, Ray. Hmm. I just wish there was
0: many of me so that I could go to all these different I events.
2: know. I know. Life <laughs> gets kind of busy hectic
0: i know Mm. so i hope people have got their uh pencils and a piece of paper by the radio guys and uh if you want to know more give us a call and we can expand
2: on that for Mm. you and an email came in from bev a couple of weeks ago that we didn't quite get to uh although although we have covered it a couple of times before but i'll give it uh, another mention because as i've said before when you buy plants and this is very topical for this week when you buy plants, often the the indoor plants are grown in a coir peat and it holds a lot of moisture. Sometimes there's also a plug in the centre of it and that can uh, cause an untimely death. But one of the game changers that I've come across is repotting a plant when you get it home, getting it out of that mix and putting it into an open, free, draining mix mm-hmm. for a lot of plants. And... The the mix includes one bag of orchid mix, one bag of premium potting soil, a sachet of cinnamon. Mm-hmm. I throw you get in the
0: sachets of cinnamon just from the supermarket. You yes, it? yes,
2: yeah, because it acts as a fungicide. Yeah, and plus it makes it smell nice too. Mm-hmm. Uh, half a bag of perlite. Now I know there are different size bags, but this is half a 25-litre bag, I think it is.
0: very light to carry. (laughs) Yes. Um,
2: A small bag of charcoal, Mm -hmm. and I put in a decent amount of slow-release fertiliser suitable to um, indoor plants. You've got it all covered in that mix, haven't you? Well, you you have, and you mix that up in a wheelbarrow, and then I get one of the the big uh, rubbish bins, Mm -hmm. a clean one Mm -hmm. with a lid, and I put my excess mix into that so that I've always got it so when Ready, I bring yeah. a, a plant home or I've got a plant that's in the house that needs potting on mm. I've always got the mix on hand mm. Mm. and um, that works very well and it gives the plants more of a chance now the other thing I want to talk about Ray if I've got 30 seconds you have got it is that a lot of people might be keen to get out there and buy mum, one of those unicorn plants.
0: I'm very keen to buy myself (laughs) one or two or three. But
2: I just want to give a warning to people because at this time of year, um, I see a lot of cuttings being sold of plants, but we are going into winter. Mm. It is not an ideal time to be growing some of the rarer varieties, frost tolerant plants in winter. It's more likely that they will rot and next weekend we're talking to Nikki from Goldleaf Greenhouse mm-hmm. and we'll talk more about it. but just hold off on buying expensive cuttings if you don't know what you're doing. That's my word of warning mm. because I can see a lot of money changing hands between now Mother's Day that might end in tears. Yeah, I think
0: it's it's smarter and more savvy to buy something established, something going, something rooted. Mm, Unless you're really skilled in that area.
2: Even uh, if you are, it's a a gamble, it's a risk. Well, I know I've done it. With weather Mm. and with cold, Mm. unless you are set up uh, with the right growing conditions. But there again comes a word of warning. If you go down that pathway, down that rabbit hole, be careful of where the
0: plant's been living.
2: That and be prepared for your electricity bills. (laughs) Because when we start turning on lights and humidifiers Mm -hmm. and changing Mm -hmm. growing environments, Mm -hmm. it can be expensive. So don't underestimate that. Oh, no,
0: absolutely. There was a lady we were speaking to last weekend and she is a professional grower and her her bill power bill quarterly is two and a half thousand dollars she did it so well but she did it really well and it's a business so but that gives you an example i mean not many of us are on that level and nor would we be going to that level uh of power bill usage but wow it certainly was impressive wasn't it oh amazing yeah yeah we're both sitting here grinning all right we better have a break we shall return
7: curtain radio
0: And we are back, and we have been joined in the studio by the berry specialist, David Parnham. Good morning. And might get you to put that microphone right near you, Squire. How's that? (laughs) Better. Okay, where did you trek from this morning?
4: Uh, Parkerville home.
0: Yes. Yes, yes. So you live up that way too. How beautiful. Yes. Absolutely. What
2: are the other suburbs around Parkerville?
4: Uh close to Mundaring. Darlington. So Shire of Mundaring. Yeah. Yeah, oh, Darlington. F- I put it all
2: up there. Calamunda, all that all those areas. It's a great I just spot for an autumn drive, isn't it? Day out. So and it is. you live there. <laughs> yeah.
4: Yeah. Our um we got a beautiful Pin Oak which has uh just turned the autumn colours over the last week or so. It's, oh just yeah, lovely.
0: Yeah. No, I wish it could just stay autumn all year round, personally. We will speak to you, obviously, as the morning progresses. We encourage calls about berries, blueberries, whatever you need to go know about and uh, how how to grow them in, in in controlled conditions. I'm reading on
2: my running sheet. What does well, that mean, Well, David is a specialist in many areas. Yeah. He's, he grows uh, not only blueberries but tells me he's across all berries, which is a big claim to fame. He also... Uh, is very knowledgeable about growing tree ferns ah. and yep, love my ferns now is it consults on greenhouses and growing conditions i believe
4: no well i certainly have learnt a lot about that um working uh, where i do for a commercial berry, uh, berry grower but um yeah just general knowledge say general knowledge
2: well and when you you're a Plant collector, or you, you love plants, you end up down all these rabbit
4: holes, don't you? Yeah, you've got to create certain environments for um, all your different plants. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, I like the do. way
6: you're saying that. He's
0: very coy. <laughs> got to create certain environments, yeah. Well, we all need 50 acres.
2: You what else well, do you grow? A, tell, tell me about your different growing environments.
4: Uh, so, my wife, Kelly, and I, we've been uh, getting right into our veggie garden mm. um, over the last few months, so our winter crops gone in. We've uh, turned our um, chicken coop into Fort Knox uh, because the foxes are ah, quite yes. active up our way. I was
0: just way. about to ask you that. Yes,
4: um, and yeah, just we we bought a mulcher to um, turn all of our green waste into mulch, and well done. Uh, yeah, really improve the soils and. Yeah try to grow better. We're always on a steep learning curve.
0: I know. Do you you have acreage or a large block? Uh, So we
4: have uh, five acres up in Parkerville. You've got
0: space to play. Yeah.
4: Mm. Uh, The property was a nursery, so we've got a few tunnels and Ah. um, a bit of native bush and, yeah, the messy corners.
0: Mm.
2: Excellent. So So with your veggie garden, uh, what, what sort of controlled Growing environments going on there.
4: Not a lot, in fact. It's way too shady. Probably not the greatest winter um, veggie bed. Uh, so I'm eyeballing a, a sunnier spot, maybe for next year. Um, but yeah, the the main thing we've done is put bird net around the whole lot and a cover keep, over the
0: top. Keep all the pests out.
4: Well, for it's mostly to keep the crows out. Okay, um, so <laughs> with our um, Chickens, yeah. if they the crows have access, they just take all the eggs. So
2: mm. is that where your chickens live
4: or spend just the Just off daytime? the side. So, yeah, they've, so
2: have they got access into your veggie gardens?
4: Yeah, we just pen off the um, the particular raised beds that we don't want them in.
2: Mm. So you've got raised beds as well. Yeah. Metal or custom Yeah, just made? old tin Yeah,
4: lying around the property. Mm. Recycling, upcycling.
2: And we have a
0: cheeky listener. He's rung in Neil, and he wants to know, because we've got David the Berry Man in the studio, are we going to play Chuck Berry? I'll have a look on the system for you, Neil, and if we get time, we'll play a little bit of Chuck Berry. Do like him. (laughs) 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 Yeah, it's all tongue-in-cheek, of course it is. Uh, All right, we can take calls now, 94841927. Coming up, we do have a prize to give away With regard to Costa is visiting Perth next weekend and on the 13th, compliments of the Kalamunda Garden Festival. Uh, And we do have an opportunity for a listener and their guest to listen to one of Costa's chats. There's two to choose from. It'll be on the 13th of May up in Pickering Brook and you will get a chance obviously to meet Costa, have a photo with Costa, uh, his book signed by him as well and uh, it's just one of those one-off opportunities of a lifetime. Uh, to meet this extraordinary man, and he is—we were saying last week on air—what a genuine man he is, and uh, he's everything that you hear about and more. Uh, and just, just a—how a, p- can you describe him, Faye? Just a spectacular he, individual, he's and, just and intellect as well. You know, pure he's love. So, he's knowledgeable,
2: he is. and he—he's <laughs> he so positive. Him. Yeah. Like you never hear him say a bad word. He never frowns. Like he's just. He wears a constant smile. He's just happy.
0: Yeah, the passion of that man. So Mm. we will be giving that away to a Curtin FM member this morning. So um, we have a question that John has compiled for you. And we also have the $75 gift voucher to give away this morning from Green Life Soil Co. as well. And they are very active in the community. And I haven't looked and checked, but I dare say they'll be at the Perth Garden Festival, no doubt. Uh, They were there last time i'm pretty sure they'd be there again because i think they were extremely busy and uh, i'm sure they will be uh present as well uh so there's a lot going on right now we just don't know which way to turn it's it's feast or famine isn't it yeah but this is the gardening world and as we go through winter it will just continue on
2: which is great well and we have to get people out of their homes because (laughs) unlike those in melbourne like you know people People gear up and they're out all the time in Melbourne, whatever the weather. But in Perth, people just bunker down.
0: Well, yeah, there's a little bit of, as soon as it's a slightly cold, the jumpers go on. And uh, I always think, no, this is not even anywhere near cold. Yeah.
2: (laughs) You don't mind walking in the rain, do you, Ray? I love
0: it. Love it. Love the cold, love walking in the rain. I've been born in the wrong country. <laughs> I have. I should be in Europe somewhere or living in Tasmania, perhaps. All right. Stop talking about ourselves. We do have to have a break. When we return, we're chatting with Kay about her kangaroo paws.
7: Radio in Perth.
0: And you're tuned to Let's Talk Gardening. Special guest in the studio with us this morning, David Parnham, the berry specialist. So, Get your berry questions uh, to us, 94841927. We're heading to Port Kennedy. Kay, how can we help?
6: Hey, Ray. Hey, Faye. How you doing? <laughs> how are thanks, you? Thanks, Kay. How are you? I'm
5: doing pretty good, thanks. Pretty good. I just rang to say that I've got some kangaroo paws and I did hear you say that um, some people rang in they had some black spots. Well, I've cut all
2: mine off, but I want to know, because it's raining, can I manure or is it too late? Yes, no, go for it. Perfect okay. weather. Yep. And then go back a week later and just give it a tickle and help okay. it yeah, move into it's the soil just, below. It's
6: just
5: the, um, it's just the, uh, the, 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 the native fertiliser that I use. I don't use any other, other fertiliser. Am I supposed to or not?
2: Oh, look, you know, kangaroo paws are pretty forgiving. You could use just about anything. They don't mind blood and okay. bone, uh, pelletized chicken manure that helps improve the soil. Uh, okay. A slow-release fertiliser, although at this time of year might not be doing too much. Probably springtime might be the best for that okay. to work. Okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, and and even sheep manure or cow manure. Okay. And you keep up that lovely garden. I keep looking and it looks beautiful and I have a little
5: comment and it looks lovely.
6: Oh, you thank you, Kay.
2: Keep going. Well, Cheers, Faye and <laughs> Ray. Have a good day <laughs> and thank you so much. You okay. Care. Bye, Kay. Good on you. Bye.
0: All right, and let's go to Dianella. Barbara, good morning. Oh, hello. Um, um, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm busy listening about the kangaroo
8: paws. I've got yeah. some too. Um, for the gentleman that's there this morning, good morning, girls and gentlemen. Good, um, good morning, Barbara. David berry. here. <laughs> hello. I have a kiwi berry and I'm, I've am i gone out yesterday and given it a bit of a prune back, I'm wondering how hard to prune it back. Um, my husband turned off the ball Um, a little while back and I noticed that the soil was really dry. I've fed this kiwi kiwi berry um, and looked after it. Um, Pretty much when it had berries on it last year, they stayed hard and the rats got whatever um, there was on there. So it's going to be hard to try and protect them from rats anyway. So I'm working on that one. But is there any advice you can give me for this time of the
4: year for my berry? Well, you've caught me. Um, I'm not very familiar with the kiwi berries, but um, it, it does it go dis, uh, fully deciduous through winter, Barbara? Yes. Yeah, yeah. So all I've got is, is um, you know, sort of the, the bare vines at the moment. Yeah, look, I, I think you'd train it, uh, sorry, prune it back to um, fairly hard. Um, yeah. I, I don't know if it grows similar to a bramble, but um, what we do is just identify the canes that we're looking for to crop on the next season. Yeah, so it, take it, a lot of the complexity sorry, out. It's,
8: yeah, it's not a bramble. It's more like, um, it's more it's, it's more of a, a soft uh, little tiny spindly.
4: Yeah, I, um, I've, I've tried the kiwi berries before. They're beautiful.
8: Yeah, and what I've done is I've trained it on a trellis going out. There's three uh, wires going either side of it. So I've trained it out along there. But I just had a look at, and it was—it's got lots of loopy bits, you know. So I, I just pruned that back, thinking that was the best way to go. And then I'm not sure whether to feed it now, or, you know, how to, what to do. I just heard that using um, pelletised chicken manure enriches the soil. Maybe I could do that.
4: Yeah, I, I would think that um, through winter, it's not going to um, feed a lot. Being a deciduous plant, um, they do yep. get a, a degree of dormancy. Um, yeah, but it couldn't have, hurt to have some nutrition in there, especially if there's still leaves um, at all, like this early in the season. Pretty, pretty, no, pretty much no leaves. Oh, no leaves? Then yeah. Yeah, you'd it, be lucky to find two or three on it at the moment. Yeah. Then yeah, all of its carbohydrate store will be in the wood already. Um, so really, what yeah. what you did through um, summer and uh, early autumn would be where it's yeah. uh, got its energy for the next crop.
8: Okay. Um, now I know this isn't a berry, but alongside it is a uh, is a clematis and a frustrated gardener who's never got anything more than one or two flowers in about the five years yeah. <laughs> that I've had it growing. I've moved it around. It gets morning sun. I know it likes damp um, roots, and it's growing alongside it. And it's probably about three foot high, and that's it.
4: Wow, that's um. I don't have a lot of experience with clematis, Faye.
2: Oh, I just mm. remember when you plant it, uh, put it on, plant it over the top of a brick. That was so you put a brick in the ground and plant it over the top of that to keep uh, its system cool. Mm-hmm. And you cover the roots with and um, mm-hmm. with mulch, and you let it grow up. So you keep the roots yeah. cool, and allow it to grow up, and and I guess being a flowering plant, a certain amount of sunshine. Can I put
8: that, I mean, it's too late now, obviously, because it's been in the ground for so long. Can I, I I do try to keep it cool and it's only getting the morning sun. So um, could I put bricks around it now?
0: I think. I know of people that actually do put it above the ground and and just to protect that area to try Mm. and keep, deflect any heat Getting uh, into the root area. And yeah, I do know people that have,
2: have yeah, the, yeah. the
0: rubble and bricks and all of that around the, the top. How
2: old is it?
8: Oh, gosh, it, would it be at least five years old? Mm. I bought two beautiful ones from a local nursery. And they always look uh, great when I you love... buy them? Mm. Oh, of course. And I <laughs> and I did everything I could. I actually mm. had it in a beautiful big, big um, blue pot close to my back veranda so I could see the flowers. It wasn't going to be happy there so I've moved it probably that's just this it's been in this position for at least I'd say three years
2: okay well let's um, we'll follow up on this I I would like to check when it should be pruned and and feeding Mm. so I don't Mm. want to give you the wrong advice but pruning encourages more growth and feeding can encourage more flowers so let's just get John to to follow that up (laughs) and he has got some pearls of wisdom here some information is right. found on your kiwi berry: apply okay, fertilizer so much. Apply fertilizer annually. Cover the root zone to keep uh, with mulch to keep it cool. When the soil is dry, if you live in an area with deer or rabbits, install trunk guards or fencing around the yeah, site. No, I'm done. Okay, <laughs> so is
8: that the adv- is that the advice that you were looking for, or that, do I wait
2: for more advice on kiwi berries? Oh, on kiwi berries, yep. I'm sorry. Right, okay, yep, yep. So, Yeah. Okay. It, it was interesting, I thought, and worth sharing. Yes. Okay. Yes. All right, thank you. And we'll find yeah. out and more so about the clematis. About the clematis, is that how you say it? Oh, All right, thank
7: goodness. you so Cheers much. for now.
0: Bye-bye. Bye. We do have to go to the news, and so Hazel and Mary, stay with us. We will be with you very, very soon. Showers today heading for a maximum of 19. Right now it's 11.7 degrees and the humidity is sitting at 85%. Overnight you can expect a minimum of 13, a maximum tomorrow of 24, a shower or two. And looking ahead to Monday, the overnight minimum will be 15. So quite quite warm minimums and a maximum of 25 with a shower or two. So it's not cold. It's just a little bit of drizzle happening out there, which is absolutely perfect autumn conditions and John tells me the rainfall so far for May is sitting at two mil. Okay, so that will obviously increase in the next week. So, so far we've just got two mils of precipitation.
2: Okay, let's, we've got calls. We've got, yes, fa- we'll We'll quickly just finish the clematis yes. information yes. because John's yes. brought that in. Yes, So they like to be kept moist and require regular deep watering during spring and summer, but avoid waterlogging. Use a complete fertiliser in spring. Now, they may need regular cutting back in warm, moist conditions. So once it's finished flowering, prune the plant to 20 centimetres above the ground. However, there are three types of clematis and one will flower on previous season's growth. Another will flower on... Both seasons growth. Don't you just love it? Yeah, carry on. And others flower on new growth. Mm-hmm. So let's find out the what variety. the variety is. Mm-hmm. It also brings up the point this is something that we have not covered really growing conditions for clematis I would love Eight to. years mm-hmm. on the garden show in my time. So I will note that. I do have information coming in on the hotline, Ray. So I will get back to that in a moment. And that's from Kerry of Garden Buddies fame. Yeah. And that brings me to another, another note, point, yes. Which, of course, today is naked, naked gardening Gardner. day. Are you going to get your gear off?
4: Hadn't planned on it, right? <laughs>
2: hadn't planned on it. Uh, no, she doesn't mean that. David, stop. stop. <laughs> no, I don't mean that.
0: Good looking man. I'm teasing you. No, I think people have already started. I had a quick look on my Facebook page this morning before I even got out of bed and there's people um, already posing naked on the pages or the gardening pages. Seriously. It is all just tongue in cheek. It's all fun. And uh, yeah, why not? Why not? <laughs> Some people get offended, but hey. Oh. It's not hard to offend people these days, is it?
2: Well, no, it's it's certainly not. But and as no, you said we're... once
0: before, sometimes you've got to be careful. Some things cannot be unseen. Well,
2: this is true. <laughs> now, getting so back do to it the focus, folks. <laughs> uh, thanks to Kerry Daw, she has sent a message. Clematis need full sun, but a shady base and cool roots in temperate zones. Lack of flowering usually means not enough sun she mulches the base with straw to provide shade and keep it cool Mm. ground covers with shade uh work also uh so covering covering the roots prune when they lose their leaves in winter thanks carrie that's fantastic information she is a wealth of knowledge she absolutely is and And just a plug too because the wa garden buddies facebook page are having a plant sale and details will be on the page the the group itself is fantastic there's lots of information prizes and uh giveaways in competition form yeah is the plant sale starting today uh what's the date today Ray? 6 i think it is okay
0: so yeah. so but we urge people if you on facebook click on to wa garden buddies it's a great little Uh, Facebook site, gardening site and uh, heaps of information of which Kerry Daw is a font of knowledge Uh, and she's just sort of very generous with the time. We've got people been waiting for us very, very patiently. Hazel, how are you?
9: Hazel, are you there? Oh, hello. Yes, sorry. I I, I didn't quite hear my name. Um, I have got two blueberries. One is is deciduous and one isn't. And About three weeks ago, I thought they looked a bit ratty, and there was somebody on your show that said that you could prune them. So I decided I'd tidy them up, and she suggested putting new soil in on the top. Anyway, I decided, which I've done with other plants, take the the plants out of the pot, put new soil in the bottom, which was the right kind of soil, uh, put them back in, put new soil on the top, and I think, I can't be definite, but I think I put a bit of fertiliser on and prune them both. Now, the deciduous one, I think, has died. The other one has shot away beautifully. Do you think that if I leave the one that I think is dead, it might come back to life in the spring? <laughs> uh,
4: good morning, Hazel. Um, yeah, morning. I, I think um, there is definitely a chance um, with, oh, with that bit of disturbance. Um, it may have just gone into a little bit of a um, forced dormancy, but you can tell by
9: there's no green on the on the stems at all. It's just gone brown. It looks dead.
4: Yeah, look if you if you just I make... if
9: I put some um, some um, um, seaweed solution into it, if that might just help the roots, and then wait till the spring. It n- never got any leaves on it until the end of November, which I thought was rather late. But anyway. And it didn't fruit very well. I've had them two years. The the, the 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 one that's not deciduous, I think they call it Northland. That that was all right. But last year I didn't get much fruit at all, and I think I'm not giving them enough sun because the sits with the shade of um, peppermint tree and the sun umbrella really not far away, and I didn't get much fruit at all. Um,
4: yeah. So, firstly, if you just nick the Bark of that um, blueberry that looks like it might um, be—it's carked it. It might have carked it. Um, There will be some green um, underneath the top layer if it's still alive. Um, So just move down the branches, um, and that's the best way to find out. If there's no green underneath that uh, top layer in the phylum, Mm -hmm. then yeah, it probably has died. Why would I have lost it? Uh, look, could be any of a number of reasons, um, but yeah, just the um, the fact that the disturbance has happened going into its dormancy um, that may have been um, right. May, been the problem. I might
9: just chance it and just um, put the seaweed fertilizer on it, and then. Um, leave it till the end of November if nothing happens then,
4: I've I, lost it I would try to refrain from the seaweed fertiliser, blueberries at you the would. best of times don't like a lot of um, salts I guess in the bag, in the uh, in the pots um, their root systems like a really fresh water mm. environment so um, no seaweed? I, I would steer clear yeah. of that until it's actively growing and then it can use, use that nutrition okay, good thanks
9: for okay. your call Hazel Good, thank you. Cheers. I got in touch with the seaweed people you had the other week, and I've got some seaweed now.
0: Oh, the sea Perrier, <laughs> yes, yes, yeah.
9: yes. I got, I got, I got, some for my dog, some for me, and oh. some, some for the garden.
0: Well done, well done. I, I think
2: there are a lot of people out spraying this week. I, I've yeah. heard from a couple of excited people with their new products. <laughs> yes, yeah, no. Hope it goes well yeah. for you, Hazel.
9: Well, I had, I had to have my dog's teeth done. Yeah. A couple of months back, and it cost me $700 yep. to get my dog's teeth done. Correct. So, and they recommended the seaweed product then, which ah. I've been giving up. So I, when I heard about what you see, uh, your, yeah. your Perry, I decided to send off. So I've now got that in hand when I finish the one I've got for my dog. This yeah
0: seven hundred dollars is a lot to put on your dog's teeth sure is, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I know all okay. about it, hazel yeah, as yeah. many, as many okay. animal owners do yeah good we've thank you thank you, good on you right and oh, that I was just about to go to that. oh, there she is, okay, she's moved. Mary, sorry that we've had to
1: make you wait so long, love. That's all, that's all right. Good morning to you both. Good morning. Think, uh, on behalf half of my son, he has a mango tree, he's had it for about five years and it's not in the right spot and he wants to shift it. Can, would it be all right if he replanted it? It's about one and a half metres high um, uh, and it doesn't look too good and he thought he'd shift it into this more of a more sunny position.
2: Oh, when would you do it, David? Um, when it can recover quicker, rather than
4: than yeah, now, being fully evergreen, I'd do it towards the end of winter.
2: Yep, end yep. of end of winter,
4: mm.
1: right yeah. He just it's uh, so he just thought he'd give it another go. It's been he's had it for about five years, and it's not doing. You know, it's in the shade and it's not doing too good at all. So he thought he'd give it a go of replanting it.
2: Yep. And, and the, it the thing is, Mary, it'll be actively growing when the weather warms up, or so you move it just yeah. before that time. If he did it now, it could go yeah. into shock. It's cold. The plant's not yeah. doing a lot with its roots. Um, right. So I, I think it could suffer.
1: So more after winter then, wait till the weather yeah. gets a bit warmer.
2: Yeah. Late, yep, late winter, early spring. Right, yeah. Another quick question,
1: if I can. He's, got, he's bought all this bamboo and... Um, six big pots of it and he went away for two weeks and of course it all dried out it looks a bit dead now but
2: he's planted it will it come good but good old bamboo it it might they they're very hungry for water knowing bamboo double double check that it is not a running variety if he's actually planted
1: it okay it's not not a running
4: variety. that's what i told him don't get that tight Yeah. yeah but oh, they are
2: big clumpers. Um,
4: yep. Oh, but they're so gorgeous. Do you know what variety yeah. um, he has, Mary?
1: Oh, no, I don't. The tags are all on them. No, I don't. He bought six big pots and they were so root-bound. He should have planted them straight away, but, of course, he went away and they weren't watered. And now they were so high, but now he's cut a lot of the dead bits off and just hoping that they will survive. Can he give them anything else other than water the, or not The main money?
4: thing I would add there is um, some soil wetter to make sure that that um, root-bound oh, right. original pot um, gets plenty yeah. of water. Um, the rain will help, uh, but yeah, yeah certainly yeah. some soil wetter and um, some additional watering will uh, right, yeah. revive anything that's um, still alive. Revivable, yeah.
1: Yeah. Mm. yeah. yeah, so would it be best for him to cut it right down or not? Just leave it.
4: If, if the are, um are already dead and these are quite obvious because if they go brown they uh, they won't regenerate at all uh, then and yes I'd a lot take of them are green
1: back. still a lot of them are quite green you know the, the big prawns. so that looks
4: pretty good if they're still but, green then they'll uh, reshoot from the from uh, the nodes
1: oh right yeah oh that's great good thank you for all for that thank you
0: <laughs> good on thank you mary go well love Right. thank Cheers. you Bye. We'll take care now barbara phone back in and the variety of her clematis is the president
2: yes and that is in group two so clematis flower on both seasons, growth and new growth. Oh, it says prune lightly in winter, but having done a bit of a Google search under the president, there's quite a bit more information available online. Um and and I think we'll wait until we talk to a specialist about this, Ray. Mm,
0: I can't wait. Love mm. to talk about
2: flowers. As so you know. I mean, now's not the time to do anything with it anyway. Yeah, yeah. So let's just hold off and we'll get, we'll get, get more information. That would be more on target.
0: And Gary said, so could you please repeat your
2: your witch's brew? <laughs> My witch's brew. Okie doke We'll just flick through all the papers here. So one bag of commercial potting mix, one bag of premium potting mix, a half a large bag of perlite. So I think it's 25 litre bags, so just half of that. Um, And small or large doesn't really matter. A a bag of charcoal.
0: Did you mention orchid mix?
2: I did. Top of the list. Uh, Slow release fertilizer. Up to you how much you put in. Mm. I put in a generous amount because Mm. that way I know the plant's got something if if I give it no more love.
3: Mm.
2: And uh, a sachet of cinnamon, Mm. which helps with fungal issues and also fungus gnats. Okay.
0: So a bag of orchid mix. Bag of premium potting mix, small bag of charcoal, half a small bag of perlite. Half a bag, half of, a perlite, bag of perlite.
2: Half a large bag of perlite. Half a large
0: bag and a cinnamon sachet.
2: And slow release, slow fertilizer. release.
0: Mix it all up. Yes. And uh, you can't go wrong.
2: All right,
0: let me see. Uh, we will have a quick break when we return. We're talking about proper gating roses. Curtain radio. And we are back. We do get caught out on the breaks, but regular listeners know what we get up to. Always a lot of gardening chit-chat. We're in Les Murdy. Hi, Ian. How are you going?
7: Hey, good, thanks. I'm just wondering if it's too late to uh, take cuttings for roses to propagate.
2: <laughs> I'm I'm not sure. There's um, um, nice two of us. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's not something I've ever done. I know we've talked about this before, Ray, haven't we? Um, Do you remember when Melville's Roses are doing all their propagation?
0: Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's more be- it's before spring, before spring that they start to do some work. But you know what? I think just to be clear, Ian, if you wanted to call Melville Rose Nursery and speak to Rob and Kate Katie, uh, they're, they're the ones that are going to give you the right answers with regard to something like mm. propagating roses. We, we don't want to steer you in the wrong direction. Well,
2: and the other thing is if it is a special rose, I know they have sometimes done it for people. So yeah. rather than take a, a chance yourself, if yeah. it is one that uh, you can't move but you want to take a cutting off for sentimental reasons, they they sometimes do that.
7: Oh, right. thank you very much. Do All
0: right. You know, do you know Melville Rose Nursery, Ian?
7: Uh, yes, I do. Yep.
0: Okay. Yeah, they would be oh, the best people you, to sir. speak to regarding that. All right, you're welcome. Sorry,
2: I couldn't be more help. It's not. It's out of no my realm of specialties. <laughs>
6: no All right.
0: Thanks, Ian. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Uh, and Kay of Port Kennedy is saying, "Can
2: worm castings be added to your potting mix?" They they can be. Um, they they certainly can. Probably hmm. might depend on, on what type of uh, plants you're growing. I know some plants, for example, you don't want worms in your pots. Like I can almost hear John, John's voice in my ear. You know, you don't want worms in fern pots yeah. because they can undermine the soil and they can make the soil quite muddy. Yes. And when you use worm castings, there can be the little egg capsules yeah. in there. So mm. you would possibly end up with that so that's that yeah. is true not in your specimen ferns for sure but many other plants would benefit yeah no that's a
0: good point now we have a prize to give away you must be a curtain fm member fm member to get that out and uh, not to have won a prize in the last 28 days and you know our phone number of course 94841927 andy Andrew and Mandy Kalamunda Garden Festival, they do a lot in the community and for the gardening industry. We just love those guys. And they have offered us the opportunity for one of our listeners... Uh, and, and and a guest of their choice to go along to meet Costa and listen to one of his chats. This is all happening on Saturday, May 13th. So that's next Saturday uh, and it's happening up in Pickering Brook direction and we can provide you all of those details obviously off air. Now you can choose from Growing Food and the Soul. That's one of his chats and that's happening at 11.30 in the morning and then there's another chat at 3pm called Biodiversity in the Soil and Garden. So there's two options for you to choose from you will get a chance to meet costa obviously have your photo taken his latest book will be signed and given to you uh it's one of those lifetime experiences that you may not normally get to to achieve Um and all thanks to kalamunda garden festival and andrew and mandy who are doing just uh, amazing things for the gardening industry here in Perth. And there's also uh, other activities uh, on that same day that they, these are ticketed events, uh, but there's uh, Costa the Garden Gnome uh, is doing a talk in Nature Walk at 9am on the 13th. And there's also a dinner in the evening as well that you could attend if you would like to. And there's entertainment by the formidable vegetable. And I like, I just love the sound of that. formidable vegetable. I can see Fay up there rocking and rolling oh, to formidable yeah, vegetable. Quite, I just know you'll be there, got girl. Quite a beat. <laughs> yeah. So you can see a lot more information on the Calamunda Garden Festival Facebook page, uh, if if you like. Now here's your question, if I can find it, because I've got papers flying in all directions. This is another one of john's tricky questions for you bear with me here we go in 2014 what did what part did costa play in the abc kids program get grubby tv in 2014 what part did costa play in the abc kids program called get grubby Get Grubby TV. This is the question that John has compiled for us, and yes, it it, we're making you work for your prize. But it's sounds too easy. Do you think so? Well, yeah, but do you think I gave out a hint? Do you think I gave out a hint a minute ago? I don't know. I might have. (laughs) Nine four eight four one nine two seven. Give Bev a call now, and we will arrange those tickets for you. Okay, carry on. Let's talk berries. Yes, please.
2: David, how can we get the most out of our berry bushes, and I guess specifically
4: blueberries? Uh, So I guess at this time of year, um, we are coming into obviously winter, and uh, with the blueberries there's two different types, as um, Hazel noted, one of our previous callers, there's uh, deciduous blueberries, northern highbush, and they will be going into a, a sort of a degree of dormancy, which Uh, will be broken in spring. So there's not a lot to do with those. Um, They'll need a prune probably towards the end of winter. Um, For most of the other blueberries, the southern highbush, which are most of the blueberries sold around the Perth area. um, Is that a group? So southern highbush blueberries are actually uh, quite a complex cross between the northern highbush, um, the rabbit eye, and there's another couple of vicinium species in um, uh, in America, where they all originated, that were brought in to a breeding program. And after years and years, and I believe it was tens of thousands of unique seedlings, they finally came up with the first true southern highbush, the first true um, evergreen blueberry. So all of these beautiful blueberries that we grow now all came from that one event in, wow. um, at the University of Florida. Mm. Um, but yeah, so the southern highbush, um, which is sunshine blue, uh, which is biloxi, which is legacy, which is um, yeah most of the ones that you'll see, they're all uh, getting right into the nitty gritty of the next crop. So all of the buds are at a cellular level. You may not see it yet, but at the cellular level are starting to change to flower buds Mm -hmm. um, depending on how early or late in the season they fruit. And um, some of them are already producing fruit. Um,
2: So what can people do now to get bigger fruit, to get more fruit? Is it sunlight?
4: um, Sunlight's important. But for that, the cell expansion, the the growth of those new buds, you really want to be keeping a baseline of nutrition, not not overfeeding them, um, but certainly you don't want to be neglecting them through winter, thinking that they won't won't be requiring um, your N, your P, your K, your trace elements.
2: Because they're growing, they're growing and working now. Unlike a lot of plants that that are dormant that are losing their leaves, hydrangeas are slowing down. So it's no good feeding plants that are not not
4: going to use that that food. Mm. Uh, Whereas, yeah, most of the blueberries, they will be using food all the way through winter.
0: And do you like blueberries in pots or in the ground?
4: Uh, Pots are really easy to to get the basics right. Mm -hmm. But either way, I've seen magnificent blueberries um, in both scenarios, yeah. and in pots, they can be pots or they can be pots. Well, I have one friend <laughs> who uses hundred liter pots, um, which is a lot, a lot of um, soil. And over five, six years, uh, the root system will will fill up most of that pot, and it, it'll be its own ecology. It'll be a very oh. stable um, environment for the the blueberry roots which means you'll be able to grow them for a lot longer.
0: Okay, excellent. Now we do have a winner. We have a winner for the uh, tickets to meet Costa and attend one of his chats next Saturday, Ellen from Willerton. Yay, Ellen, good on you. And uh, yeah, we will be in touch with you and connect you as to how we, how you actually will get to go along and and you'll get to meet Costa and uh his talks are sensational as well isn't it and he just absolutely he just closes his eyes and talks and it's just just yeah mesmerizing to sit and listen to him to be actually to be honest now the question was in 2014 what part did Costa play in the ABC kids program get grubby tv and he played Costa the garden gnome oh I thought so I was thinking what else could else could it be so good on you Alan thank you for playing We do have a couple of double passes to give away to the Perth Garden Festival. Uh, which starts next week. If you'd like to win one of those, jump on the phone right now to, to Bev 94841927. Must be a Curtin FM member. You know the drill. Uh, two doubles tick away to the Perth Garden Festival on Thursday through to Sunday of next week. And you can actually meet your very own Fayakara, who will be there on Thursday. <laughs> yes, yes,
4: yes. And yes, David's
2: yes. going to be there too. When are you speaking, David?
4: Uh, on Saturday at 11am.
2: Ah, oh,
0: lovely there you go and excellent so hop to that guys and uh i'll give you guys a breather you can carry on and do your thing well
2: they they cover a great range of topics great Mm. range of speakers there's something for everyone there there's plants displays you name it i i love the social side of it i always either meet someone uh, to be able to put a face to the name yeah yeah, the storeholders and i love sitting down and Having a chat with people. Yeah, no, it's lovely. I like the shopping aspect. (laughs) Of course I do.
0: (laughs) Teasing, kind of. Yeah, no, I just love looking. I love browsing. I just like to look at displays. I just like to see what's new. And as you say, meet people, faces to names and so on. It's just a great atmosphere and very big grounds too. Easy to move around, good parking, all very straightforward. Very, yeah, we look forward to it.
2: Countdown is on. Mm-hmm. So, David, what other berries can gardeners have success with?
4: Um, uh, there's not really much we can't grow here, Faye. Uh, we've got a beautiful climate yeah. um, in Perth. Some of the higher chill um, varieties, varieties yeah. yeah, a little bit borderline, but um, I, th- I think it's always worth a go. Mm. Um, a lot of the um, negative effects of not getting enough chill, is probably just a little bit less fruit and not no fruit at all. So, yeah, I think um, things like raspberries, um, things like blackberries, which don't traditionally um, sort of fit in our climate. Mm. Again, they're they're breeding new varieties that are capable of growing in warmer and warmer climates.
0: People really enjoy growing berries. You know, they're very, very popular.
4: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's nothing better than walking out and browsing through raspberries and blackberries and blueberries in your own garden. Yeah,
0: no, I agree. Would you like me, while the phones are completely blocked, as you can imagine, I can play a Chuck Berry song to coincide with Mr. Berry in the studio. Would you like me to do that? (laughs) Yes, I love that idea. Okay, let's go. And that was, of course, Chuck Berry, You Never Can Tell. And it takes me back to that scene in Pulp Fiction with Uma Thurman and John Travolta, you know, and I, the dance that I did with the what, what she was doing. How do I, what, what am I doing with my hands? It's here? like a peace
2: sign Yeah, sideways. going over her
0: eyes, that groovy dance they did. Yeah, yeah, walk around the house <laughs> doing that. I really loved that. It was a great song. And uh, we played that in honour of David Parnham, out Berry Man. Hope you enjoyed it.
2: Well, and I, I chose it because of its title. You you never can tell. So we just had a little bit of a discussion about what you can grow where and how, you know, conditions. Like, can you grow a poinciana in Dunsborough or up in Parkerville? You well, can not grow up one in, in not so far. <laughs> <laughs> not so far. And that's right. You never can tell. And you, as you say, you plant one every year.
4: <laughs> and as John said, us gardeners, eternal optimists. Yes.
0: Yes, we, we continue to try. Now, free lines, 94841927. Lines are open to take your gardening calls. You can send us an email by going to gardening at au. And our special guest in the studio this morning, David Parnham, the berry specialist. And uh, we're getting some names up at the moment of some of our ticket winners. I'll announce them when we receive them and I'll... Carry on with one more. We'll give it a bit of a breather. Give Bev a bit of a breather. <laughs> ten minutes or so, so we can chat. And
2: Excellent. what what would we talk about now? Maybe growing yeah. environments, David?
4: Okay. Um, where should we start with that? Well, let's go back to blueberries. Okay. Um, so, yeah, to, through the varieties, I mean, we were mentioning before, you've got deciduous varieties and evergreen varieties. Um, the... The evergreen varieties, and I've seen this quite a bit, uh, are often kept in uh, shaded locations through winter and they'll certainly enjoy the rain and um, that will will help the soil and um, will certainly not have any negative effects. But if they're in the shade and they don't have a chance to dry out, um, then yeah, certainly they're going to start to look a little bit ratty. Um, lose leaves which um, I I see quite often Uh, so even though they're an evergreen variety in a commercial environment we grow them under under plastic so slightly warmer we can keep that foliage dry um, which again helps with the pests and diseases keeps Mm. the um, uh, things like botrytis and fungal diseases at bay so yeah under a patio with a warm aspect is always a really nice place to grow them through winter.
0: Do you have some favourite varieties that you could recommend to the listeners?
4: Yeah, look. <coughs> that are available to that are listeners? Available. <laughs> yeah, I won't, I won't go too abstract. Um, the, the sunshine blue, which is very popular and yeah. um, easy to get. I've grown that um, and produced amazing big bunches of berries, almost looking like globe grapes. Wow. Um, and that was on a very young plant which um, I think we were talking about earlier. Pruning, very important with the blueberry. You've got to keep the growth and the plant nice and young in that you're rotating through new branches every year.
2: So you're pruning every year after fruiting? You're, You're
4: pruning every year. You're not necessarily pruning everything off every year. But if you have five main canes or six main canes, You want to sort of take some of the oldest ones out every year and introduce some new ones in because your biggest fruit and the ability of that plant to, um, I guess, move nutrients and and resources to that crop really depend on the age of the the branches.
2: That sounds a bit like rose pruning, doesn't it? Taking out the older Mm. older, uh, canes to let newer ones and to force new growth
4: similar in that and in the fact that you want to keep the centre nice and clear. Uh, if you keep the um, the air and the light able to get into those plants, then you're going to have a lot less problems with um, uh, yeah, shading effects, scale, um, okay. those sorts of things.
0: All right. We have to have a break. I'd like to talk to you about feeding programs uh, on the other side. Uh, the winners for our garden show tickets, we've got Mary of Banyup banjo, Maria of Middle Swan, Pete, Jane from Redcliffe, Andrew of Yangerbap and Carolyn in Auburn Grove. Good on you guys. We may even bump into you at the show. Curtain Radio. Busy morning and more to come. Uh, Rosemary of Warwick called in. What pests to look out for on basil plants, please?
2: Oh, at this time of year, basil would be slowing down. It it doesn't like the colder weather, so if you're if you're looking out for pests on them, they don't tend to have a lot of pests, do they? Like they're one of the plants that you grow to repel do, do, other pests. Exactly. Yeah. Um, no, just just maybe white fly, but no. I don't I don't think you have a lot of pests on basil, quite honestly. Yeah,
0: no, fair enough. Okay, let's head to Shenton Park. Audrey, how are you?
7: Oh, not too bad, thank you. I wonder if you can give me some advice to give to my daughter. She's put some spinach and parsley seedlings in, but the slaters are having a a ball, and um, she's lost half of them, and we wonder if there's anything that we could put around. But I must tell you, she has a lot of compost, And also coffee grounds that she puts around. So I don't know if that would harm them at all.
2: Uh, Eggshells might have been one thing that that you sprinkle around plants. Well, certainly snails and slugs don't like to to cross the sharp edges. Um, You can get some blue pellets that target slaters. And the other thing that I sometimes use are beer traps. Not so much for oh. slaters. Once again, more for the slugs and snails. Um, okay. All right.
7: Well, I'll put down eggshells and blue pellets then, shall I? Yeah,
4: and if you don't get uh, success with that, I probably the easiest way would be just to grow them in pots until they're big enough to... Um, yeah, cover them to, up. Yeah. an idea. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I think okay, well, also, yeah, the, on. once again, for slugs and snails, sawdust helps, but... Oh. <laughs> funny thing is it'll it'll keep away slugs and snails but slaters love to live under it so they're probably in the compost that she's using yeah, so probably. if she was to bring that away from the neck of the plant that might also help
7: yes okay then
2: oh and oh, one I more thing it. while yeah, I think of it yeah, um, yeah. citrus so um, like the the skins of oranges if you cut an orange in half and scoop the pulp out use yeah. the upside-down cap on the ground. So what happens, the, the slaters are attracted to it, they shelter in it, oh, okay. yeah. and then you can remove the shell, the skin.
7: So you put the shell actually around the plant and then the slaters go just, in underneath that. Just
2: next to it. In fact, just yeah. there's a okay. lot of things that slaters will shelter in, pipe, uh, terracotta sauces, bricks, they tend to gather underneath for shelter so you can lift I that up that. and yeah. remove it. It acts like a trap.
7: Okay, my dear, thanks awfully. I'll tell her that and we'll see if we can save what she... I, I think she bought one of those containers with about 18, you know, eight yes. seedlings and yep. I, think she's lost, I think she's lost half of them already but mm. um, anyway, we'll see if we can save the rest. And
2: okay, you can make you a collar up. with a collar uh, with like a a soft drink bottle and put that over the top and that stops them going in to the base of the plant.
7: Oh, okay. Oh, there's several things you can do then, isn't there? Mm. Yes. Okay, all right then. I'll I'll give that to her. I'll tell her that. Thanks awfully. Thanks, Thanks,
0: Audrey.
7: Thanks a lot. Bye-bye. Bye.
0: And we're moving on to Subiaco. Carol,
7: hi, how are you? Good, thank you. How are you? Great, go ahead. Uh, yeah, yeah,
6: I just realised, uh, talking about blueberries, yes. and um, I've got two plants that need repotting. What type of soil do they go into? Is it in the civic or...?
0: You know, um, we'll, all right, we'll answer that, Carol. are just going to get you to turn your radio off in the background for us, please.
6: Right.
0: Thank you. Okay. Okay. So, good
4: morning, Carol. Um, you definitely want um, soil that's on the acid side of neutral. Um, I was just talking to Faye about some, um, some potty-mixed sheet board and tested the pH, and it was up around nine. So, nine is... Not really that good for blueberries. What's ideal? Ideal is about between five and six. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. And most of the um, the nurseries and garden centres you go to will have a special a special low yeah. pH mix, like an azalea mix. Yeah. Sometimes there's a specialty blueberry mix. That's right. I've seen it. Yeah, mm. and a um, green life. Oh, right. Yeah. Does that?
6: Oh, that sounds great. Yeah, I was a little bit late tuning in today. <laughs> and I thought, oh, I've got two uh, plants that need repotting. So I, I, I can get something specially for them. Yes,
2: you can. realise that. But on, that, on that, that note, help. Carol, oh, yeah. I will yeah. just say, although it does say it on the bag, I tested three different varieties of premium potting mix this week and they were not what you would have expected. I was quite surprised. And the reason I did was because we'd had a, a bulb potting workshop and Lynn from WA Bulbs had said that someone had trouble growing hippie astrums. Mm. And when they checked the pH, they found that it was quite adverse to to the conditions. And so with that in mind, I bought a pH test kit. I tested three different bags and they were not what they were supposed to be. Which but is the blueberry
4: specialist blueberry oh, mix yeah. would be surely. Yeah, the azalea yeah. mixes and the blueberry mixes uh, will will be what they what they are because um, I, I guess that's how that's they're how marketed. They're
0: formulated. Okay. Yeah. All right, Carol, we need yeah, to so wriggle you, on. So you
6: can get a pH kit to to test it then.
2: Sure, can. Yes, yep. Wherever you oh, buy your potting mix, you should be able to buy a pH test kit.
6: Lovely. Thanks for your help.
2: Okay. Thank, Bye. You, Thank you, Carol. Okay, we have a short
0: break. When we return, we're chatting with Margaret and Shirley. 100.1 FM And you're listening to Let's Talk Gardening. Special guest in the studio, David Parnham, the berry specialist. Straight out to lines because we've got to cram a lot in between now and 10 o'clock. Uh, Margaret, good morning.
6: Oh,
5: good morning, girls. And morning. David. Good morning, Margaret. Uh, um, David, could you please tell me what, would be the best variety that you would
4: grow if you were living in Albany because my brother wants to know Alrighty, um, it would depend a little bit on the aspect um, so if it's got a nice if he's got a spot that's nice and sunny um, north-facing Albany being right on the coast um, you'd be able to grow most of the um, the evergreen blueberries like Legacy, Sunshine Blue, Magnolia, Sharp Blue—really um, anything that um, your local garden centres are selling will no. be successful down there. Uh, if it's um, if it's a cooler aspect or there's some shade issues, then I'd sort of head towards something like Northland or or Brigitte um, or anything that's labelled as a northern high bush. If less sun, um, yes, right. Okay. Oh, that's
5: good. So a bit of a worry with this potting mix not um, being the pH that it's supposed to be.
2: Yeah, it's worth yeah. checking, Margaret, if it's critical to know.
5: It
4: could also no, be. No, yes,
5: a... I understand. I was just thinking, so you could say you've virtually bought three bags of potting mix to find out which ones were the correct
2: no, I did it uh, because I wanted to compare different growths on, on premium potting mixes. Oh,
7: okay.
2: Right. So a bit of a a study.
0: So we've got yeah, a wriggle yeah. on, Margaret, love. So
2: take care. Thank you very
0: much. Thank you. Cheers for that. Bye for now. Bye. All right. And today's program, Let's Talk Gardening, was sponsored by Garden in a Bag. Free delivery when you buy six bags or more. Now, let's head to... Meadow Springs. Shirley, thanks
6: for waiting. It's a pleasure. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be able to speak to you. Um, I have a poinsettia which was given to me about a year and a half ago. Uh, you know the ones you buy in in, in the shops for round about Christmas time? Ah, uh, yes. And the, the um, mixture that's in there is like sort of clumpy, fibrous.
2: Yes. Sort of, yes. The sort
6: of soil. <laughs> Well, I've had it for a year and a half, and it's grown beautifully, and it's just so pretty, it's like a little bonsai. Um, And I need to repot it because it's now beginning to look very sad, and I don't know what potting mix to use.
2: Well, they're, they're pretty happy in just about anything, so a premium potting mix should be okay, Shirley. Okay
6: okay i just wondered whether it needed perlite and all sorts of other things for it but
2: not really they're they are pretty forgiving and in fact they grow okay in the ground as well
6: yes i've got one outside you're growing in a pot and it's, it's enormous and it's beautiful but I, I just wondered because this is my indoor one so i just wondered if it, i could just put it in a normal potting mix
2: yep you sure can
6: lovely and the other quick question I wanted to ask: I was given um, a rose bush in a pot, and the um, they t- uh, loosened the, the the root went right through the bottom of the pot, so it's got quite a thick root coming out at the bottom of the pot. Can I cut that off so I can get it out the pot and we and plant it in the ground?
2: Uh, you you could do, but you could also cut the the pot if you wanted to to save the road. Is it growing through and into the ground?
6: It was growing into the ground and they dug. I was looking after um, a lady who's gone into a care home now and uh, they had the house up for sale and I just looked after the garden for them because it's right across the road from me and I used to just deadhead and prune here and there. And the gift they gave me this, uh, they dug it out and gave it to me. But it's so it, the root had already gone into the ground.
2: Yeah, okay. Yes, I, you can cut it off and hopefully there's okay. enough root mass in the pot and it will recover.
6: Okay. And I, and and what time of the year must I do that?
2: Well, now's probably not a bad time. Okay.
0: Thanks, Shirley. We have to wriggle Thank off.
2: Thank so much. <laughs> Thank okay. you.
0: Cheers. Bye. Bye. All right, hold on to your hats. We have one more $75 gift voucher to give away. Uh, from Green Life Soil Co. Compliments of Linda and Paul Michener. I've mentioned it before, but Green Life Soil Co. Have a great monthly newsletter. Heaps of brilliant info in that and on their website. It's free to register online and to become a member if you want to access that. Simply go to Green Life. Soil.com.au. I get it each month and it's really, really interesting. Greenlifesoil.com.au. So now I know you're wondering what you could spend seventy-five dollar voucher on GreenLifesoil co have a full range of garden products from certified organic seeds and seedlings to native products through to goodies for your veggie patch they have the lot and i've only touched on a few examples for you this morning the best part is that it is all in one place and they do provide a delivery service too as does bigger trees and honestly i was on the website yesterday and they just they have it all covered they've got it all covered green life soil co delivering a greener garden you must be i'm not going to say third caller through because we're running out of time if you want to bring home the bacon must have not won a prize in the last 28 days and you must be a curtain fm member here's john's question true or false now there's a trick here so listen closely closely it has been calculated that commercial almond growers in california use one liter of water to grow each almond it has been calculated that commercial almond growers in California use one litre of water to grow each almond. True or false? 94841927. Give Bev a call now. We've got like one minute. Okay, Anne, best I can do, guys. Anne's
2: having trouble with her passion fruit. It's going soft. And the problem is that there is not enough heat left in the weather to ripen them. I would suggest pruning and feeding in spring, October and kicking the cycle into um, so that it flowers fruits in the hot weather, assuming it's one of the common varieties. Okay. Okay, you can wrap up. We are. Our job is done. Thank you, David. I'm You're sure welcome. I'm going to see you round the traps yes, at the Garden Festival at the Kalamunda Festival. And Thanks for us. coming in and sharing your knowledge today. You are a wealth of information. And thank you, Ray Sterling, job on all those prize giveaways. You want to been here last week, love?
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, we just it's just been uh, very very busy. Uh, we've run Bev off her feet and John Glidden, of course. And uh, these guys support us so much throughout the show and uh, it looks like we're going to have to sign off. Uh, The phones are ringing. There will be a winner. Uh, I'll give you the answer to that next week because there is a little bit of trickery involved uh, to that question, thanks to John. Gardenism for the morning is gardening in parts, an organic perspective on the passage of time. Classic 70s The next with Jim Kreiner. Look after yourselves. Enjoy this rain and happy gardening, everyone. We hope you've enjoyed listening to another edition of Let's Talk Gardening on Curtain Radio. Happy gardening!